This is Of Ink and Insight, and I'm Sin, an intuitive creator, mindfulness seeker, and expressive arts coach coming to you from the Snug, my tiny studio in St. Paul, Minnesota. Whether you think of yourself as creative or not, my aim is to clear the way for deep self-inquiry, to help quiet the critical voice and offer you the freedom to grow into an intuitive creative practice that truly nourishes you. I won't tell you all the right ways to write or make your art, but you can always count on me to provide plenty of prompts for experimentation, discovery, and sharing. My own messy writing, contemplative photography, and artwork is proof that courage, freedom, and beauty can be found in the smallest, most ordinary moments. Are you ready for more creative freedom? Then let's begin. do a little personal check-in here on the podcast this week. For a little while, this podcast project is going to be a bit of dabbling before I begin to settle on a more predictable plan. I hope you'll keep tuning in, even though some episodes may not be super shiny or fully cooked yet. Possibly the more exciting news right now is that I've decided to spend more time in my art practice this year. It means I'll set aside a few other plans I had for creating writing workshops, though I'm holding the door open for the chance that they may feel perfectly timed this winter, maybe after the holidays. For now, I have such a strong calling for making art, I really can't ignore it. Has that ever happened to you? Almost a primal urge to immerse yourself in a project? Well, this year, I became a member of a local arts organization that convenes one of the largest open studio events in the country. It's called Art A Whirl. I may actually be headed into serving on their board, but that's a whole nother story. Being a member means I can participate in the Art of World and other artist events they produce during the year. I didn't participate in the world this last May, but... And this feels like a big announcement for someone who's never, ever created a collection of art for show or for sale before. I've decided to participate in next year's Art World. There, I've said it. Out loud. In front of people. I can't take it back now. What it means is that my studio will be on the map, as it were, for the public event in which thousands of people from the general public may or may not choose to visit. Most artist members have studios in the Northeast Minneapolis Arts District, which is home to a collection of buildings that are specifically allocated for artists of all kinds. It was just voted the best arts district in the nation by USA Today. So that's where most of the public will go during the world days. But for me, my open studio will be my home, 
which is maybe 10 miles outside the northeast Minneapolis area. There are a handful of others in this direction, so it's not unusual for some event-goers to sprawl away from the massive epicenter of studios. But really, I have no idea. It could be completely bonkers, or it could be completely crickets in terms of traffic to my home studio. I can talk more later about how I plan to set up my home for the event. The more sort of essential thing to think about right now is the art and the investment in materials to make a considerable collection of art for show. Reasonable or not, I'm planning like 80 pieces and half of them are on wood panels. The small panels are already purchased, but the bigger ones are not, and they are expensive. So after pricing them out and thinking long and hard about how many to buy, I ended up purchasing 24 large panels, 16, 24, and 36 inches squared. The total cost for all of that was over $1,200, um, and I'm also planning to make eight multimedia sketchbooks with original art covers, also expensive at nearly $17 a piece with tax. I took a long time to try to think about all the ways I might regret spending this money right now. It's a huge risk, so I just want to be prepared to regret it a tiny bit. In the end, I decided that even if I somehow can't get these panels to show next spring, it still feels like the right step in my evolution to have an array of larger panels on hand. And if they don't sell, then I have the option of reusing them. Nothing is wasted. So before I clicked to the button and charged my card for all of it, I created an inventory of what the entire collection might look like. I also wanted to learn if I was going to need more paper because most of the work is on paper, even if it will later be mounted to the boards. I was surprised to find that I've already cut all the paper I need. It's all on hand and ready to go. And looking around, I discovered that I probably already have around 13 pieces in progress, which are nearly done. So it may not be as overwhelming as it looks on paper. Photography can be another big expense. I thought hard about photography and decided that this first year I'm going to attempt to do my own photography. I think I can manage to do a fairly decent job of it given all the resources I have once I have all the photography, I may select a small portion of them to test out making prints after the show is over. I may even test printing those things on my own large format printer if it hasn't completely dried up by then. Ugh, I mean, I just keep thinking of this huge, expensive, dried up printer I really need to print more routinely to keep it from turning to stone. So you can probably surmise 
I'm in way over my head. <laughs> I mean, um, but I have eight months to work on this before I have to commit to the event. Once April comes around next year, I'll need to be focused on mounting, finishing, matting, labeling, and listing everything I've created. Let me tell you, art making is not all fun and games. Um, they, a lot of work goes into this, and I'm starting to really appreciate why original art uh, is so expensive. As one does, I swirl with self-doubt and excitement, terror, and almost manic glee. Making art right now feels different because there's an additional purpose playing out. There's a little more pressure to produce, a little more critical voice. But surprisingly, I'm not super concerned about whether people like my art or want to buy it. I'm not depending on all that for my income. So in the end, it's all just for me. If I'm not enjoying it, I won't do it. And if I am enjoying it, I will sacrifice sleep to keep doing it. I kind of think my problem might be letting the paintings go when someone wants to take one home. I still haven't figured out how anyone can do that without grieving. But maybe after a year of working on them, I'll feel ready to let them go. We'll see. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Find show notes, additional resources, and a discussion thread for this episode at Of Ink and Insight on Substack. While all the content you find there is self-funded and freely available, you can help support me in this podcast by subscribing at the level that feels right for you. Just one more thing. I want to hear from you. What questions can I answer? What creative challenges can I help you overcome? Is there a guest you'd like me to meet and interview? Get in touch by finding of Ink and Insight on Substack or emailing me at sin at of ink and insight.com. I look forward to connecting.